Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. It is finally draft week, everybody. Welcome into Pad the Stats. I'm your host, James Swanson, and we are just a couple days away now from the NFL draft, and we are almost done with our film room series. We have just about six or seven more running backs to go. Today's podcast, I will talk about three running backs in particular, and then uh, three to three to four more. Uh, I'll be recording another podcast today. It's it's Tuesday, April twenty third, and I will be uh, recording another podcast tonight, releasing it tomorrow. So look out for that. But but we are close. We are very close at this point. And again, all of the guys that I've talked to up at this up to this point, you know, we we can look at their film. We can talk about the good things, the bad things. You know, uh, what kind of player they're going to be at the next level. But Thursday is going to t- determine a lot. Thursday, Friday, especially, are going to determine a lot. Uh, you know, on the outlook for these guys, especially immediately, you know, what kind of scheme do they fit in? What, you know, what kind of offense are they, you know, thrusted into? So a lot of this is going to uh, hinge on what city these guys go to. And um, but but the best that we can do for right now is is tell you and give you as much information on what kind of players these guys are. And that's what I'm here for. And hopefully, you know, again, these film room series are uh, are, are helpful towards um, you know, just getting a gauge of, of where you think you, you might want to take these guys in some of your rookie drafts. Um, and, and again, it, you know, can't harp on it enough, but, but the, you know, what team these guys play for, if DK Metcalf goes to the Jaguars as opposed to, you know, maybe somebody else, it's, it can, it can change things big time. So let's talk about the running backs and we're going to start with, like I said, three guys on, on this episode, Miles Sanders out of Penn State, Devin Singletary out of Florida Atlantic, and David Montgomery out of Iowa State. And I'll be honest with you, after watching the tape on these three guys, this is probably one of my favorite podcasts and just in terms of content. Um, the running back position is fun to evaluate regardless, but these three guys I think all have some really, really fun uh, you know, special skill sets about them. Each guy is a little bit different, but they all bring something to the table that I think translates well to the next level. So, so let's start with Miles Sanders out of Penn State. We'll talk about some measurables first. 5'10 and a half, 211 pounds is what he checked in at the combine. Nine and a quarter inch hands, 30 and 5 eighths inch arms, 4'4, 40, 20 reps on the bench press, 36 inch vert, and a 10 foot 4 inch broad jump. So everything with Miles Sanders from the measurable perspective, I. You know, five ten and a half to eleven, yeah, no problem there. He he actually plays, and I'll get into this. He plays bigger, I think, than what he actually is. I, I think that he delivers a, you know, a pop that that maybe is, um, you know, more in line with a guy who's two hundred and eighteen, two hundred and twenty pounds. Um, but but there's no problem there with the size, from in my opinion. Um, everything else is is pretty much, um, you know, average above average. Nothing spectacular that jumps off the map. Nothing like Saquon Barkley out of Penn State last year. Ran a you know four four nine four forty four miles Sanders, which is which is fine. Um, you know, no problem there. I mean, we're not talking about a guy who needs to be running, you know, a a four three or you know a low four four. I mean, four four nine is 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 fine. It, it's totally fine. 
Um, you know, everything on tape suggests that this guy is a pretty good athlete. He was the number one running back coming out of high school a few years ago. So the hype was there from an early age for Miles Sanders. And the things that we saw in one year of production at Penn State, uh, this is a guy who ran for over a thousand yards, was, you know, pretty much the bell cow running back in that offense. Um, I think what we saw on tape, you know, some of the good things that I noticed, he's a, he's a really versatile runner. So here's a guy who can set up defenders with, you know, with quick feet, with quick moves. Um, but he can really also lower the shoulder. I mentioned that. Uh, I think he plays a little bit bigger than what he actually is. I think he runs behind his pads very well. You know, you look at a guy who has choppy feet. His feet are always moving, but he also has the ability to, again, run behind his pads very well. And what I mean there is, is squaring a defender up, using your leverage, using a low center of gravity, and really, really punishing the defender, trying to punish the defender. And some guys don't do that as well. They they get a little bit too, um, you know, not squared up. They're a little bit too lateral. They're whatever the case. But he's a guy who I think he runs behind his pads very well. Um, I think he's a pretty polished runner, honestly, for a guy who's really only played one full season at the position, at least in a starter role. You know, talk about lateral moves, jump cuts. That The jump cut is dangerous. He's a guy who can get lateral. I think his first step is very quick. He's shifty. He's almost a guy who can really put his foot in the ground and cut hard one way, or he can kind of just maneuver around you, kind of weave a little bit. He's he's elusive in that sense. He will make people miss. He has a low center of gravity, as I mentioned. The choppy feet, it makes him a difficult target to tackle. He's dangerous when he plants his foot hard. I haven't seen a guy yet who really, when he wants to put his foot in the ground and get one direction like that, uh, you know, it he it's dangerous. It's it's kind of it's kind of like that Le'Veon Bell. It's not the same thing, but the Le'Veon Bell dead leg that we see, where he just he just one way and another. Sake or excuse me, Miles Sanders really he he'll break down a little bit more, sink his butt more. Um, you can tell that the the running backs there that they you know they've coached them a certain way. We saw that a lot from Barkley. Is it's just that constant. He's almost squatting the entire time, right when he's running the football. I think Miles Sanders does has a similar running style, not quite the same, but but in that sense of in terms of uh, of dropping the hips, staying low, center of gravity low, putting his foot in the ground hard, and then making a cut. Miles Sanders does that just as good as anybody in this draft class, and that's why we've seen some scouts have him as high as number one or number two on their board. And then we've also seen him also down, you know, more in the eight nine range. And I'll get to some of those things that we see on tape that might hold him back at the next level too. Um, I think he's going to have an opportunity to succeed in a downhill running scheme. So, you know, a team that comes to mind. I think the Ravens are actually a good fit for him. Um, you know, there's some other teams now Now with Mark Ingram going there now. I don't know if that makes total sense at this point. But as we all have seen, the running back position in the NFL, you need a couple guys. You need two guys. You need three guys. So things have changed at the position. It's not just about one bell cow back and handing them the ball 400 times a year. It's changed a little bit. So there are a number of places I think that, that Miles Sanders can go and he can succeed. I think a style where... You know, Penn State was a lot out of the shotgun, and they do incorporate some downhill, you know, blocking schemes, some, um, you know, opportunities for him to one cut and go. But some of what he does at the line is a little bit of ad lib, a little bit of, you know, 
shake and bake here and there. I think he can succeed in a couple different styles. I think if they get him in a system where it's one cut down, he'll go. I, I think he could be good there. I do. I really do. I think he runs well in between the tackles. He's a confident runner. He easily breaks arm tackles. Like That's the one thing that, that on tape shows up maybe the most is if you have him in the open field, it's very hard to bring him down with an arm tackle. He's very he's thick in the lower body. For 210 pounds, you wouldn't really notice it, I don't think, too much on tape. But when you really, really look at him, you know he's thick from the waist down. And it's hard to bring him down with arm tackles. I think that, that that's going to serve him very well at the next level, even against NFL defenders. Because the one thing that, and we'll get into it here in a second, is, is he's not the most explosive guy. We'll talk about that more, but he isn't going to get up. He's he's going to run away from guys too too often. So I think that that ability to you know break tackles to to be elusive in short space is going to serve him well. He's a confident route runner and pass catcher too. I haven't seen anything there that suggests that he can't get the job done in the passing game. Penn State didn't use him a ton out of the backfield catching the football. He ran a good amount of routes. Um, you know he was used you know in the blocking game. Um, in the pass protection game, I should say, and and out on routes a decent amount, but they didn't throw him the ball a ton. But I, look, I, I saw a few drops on tape. I think he routinely catches the ball pretty well away from his body. I don't see any problem with the hands. I think he can serve a, a real role in you know as a dual threat running back. It's a guy who can run in between the tackles, and he can also catch the ball out of the backfield. Now, here's the thing that I was just you know kind of alluding to. The another gear, right? He, I don't see another gear with Miles Sanders. I don't see his ability to run away from defenders on the perimeter. His explosiveness isn't anything extraordinary, especially you know out of his first cut. So what I mean there is, is you know I just talked about his first cut when he put plants his foot hard and he wants to get you know he wants to get lateral uh, or make a man miss or put a move on a guy. I think he's he's very polished in that sense. He's very quick. Um, he's decisive in where, where he wants to go, how he wants to set up guys. But when he comes out of that first cut, that first jump cut, and he jumps laterally, the next three or four steps, I mean, look, it's hard to live up to, to Saquon Barkley. And I think a lot of what people you know, are looking at when they evaluate Miles Sanders' tape is it's hard to see him in that Penn State uniform and, and follow up in what Barkley did. But they're... That first three to four steps out of that jump cut, out of that lateral cut, and when he gets up, you know, when he wants to bounce and get to the sideline, at the, the next level, I think he's going to struggle there. I don't think he has quite that explosiveness um, that we would hope for. I, the 40 time is fine, 449. There's nothing that suggests that he's below average by any means. Um, but I think that he'll struggle in, in some sense. Now, with all that being said, um, you know, again, I think he's going to succeed in a in a downhill style where, um, you know, he can kind of he can kind of shake and bake a little bit, but also he can just one cut and go, and I think he'll be good at that. Um, all in all, I'm impressed. I, when, you know, the more I watch him, um, the more I'm, you know, I'm impressed with his moves. He looks like the most one of the most polished guys that I've seen, and I think we saw that a little bit at the combine, even with the pads off. It's just how crisp he looks at everything, how smooth he looks. He looks comfortable doing just everything on the field. Um, you know, just looks like a football player is what what I think the one of the best ways to describe Miles Sanders. And 
for a guy who, you know, one of the things I really like about him too is, you know, he could have, you know, after maybe his sophomore year, after his freshman year, he could have maybe jumped ship when he saw that, that Saquon Barkley was taking over that offense. Um, but he didn't. He stuck it out. He had a couple years of, of playing second fiddle, and he thrived his junior year. Um, you know, this is a guy, again, he's coming out as an underclassman, um, but he's. I think he has all the tools to be a very good running back. I don't see a guy who's going to win a rushing title. I think he's probably got more of a ceiling of a Lamar Miller, which is just fine. Um, but all in all, I think you're going to be happy to get Miles Sanders. You know, in your you know in your dynasty drafts. Um, again, that's kind of my focus right now is is the rookies and the dynasty drafts more so than the redrafts at this point. We will get into that obviously as the summer goes on a little bit here. Um, or as we get into summer, I guess it's it's still spring technically, but uh, but yeah, I mean you know again a guy that I think that that you'll be happy to grab um, that that's really going to help your team from a depth standpoint at running back, and I think early on, you know even if he doesn't see maybe a bell cow role, I think he will eventually turn into that. I think he will will you know kind of lock on as a starter somewhere. Um, so all in all, good stuff from Miles Sanders. Now let's go on to let's talk about uh, let's talk about Devin Singletary next. So first off, out of everything I've done so far, running backs, receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, um, we've seen some very impressive game film, especially out of the wide receivers and, and the tight ends too. I mean, it's a great tight end class. Devin Singletary is. His tape is the most impressive that I've seen so far. And you're probably listening to this thinking, whoa, really? Who is this guy? Devin Singletary, you know, Florida Atlantic, 5'7 and a half, 203 pounds. He's not a big guy. Eight and a half inch hands, 28 and 7 eighths inch arms. I mean, there's nothing that 4'6, 640. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, 5'7 and a half, 4'6, 640. What does this guy even do well? You know, he's maybe a little bigger than Devin's, you know, than, um, than Sproles, but he's not anywhere quite kind of near the athlete of Darren Sproles. So what does he bring to the table? And the, the first thing that we notice here and, and the kind of the combine results show that 1.53 yards, 10 yard split. That's the same as Miles Sanders. That's 95th percentile among running back draft prospects the last three years. So, Right there, there you can tell, okay, burst, when he gets the football in his hands and when he hits the second level, you know, there's no problem there. There's no problem in between the tackles getting from point A to point B quickly. Despite, you know, some of the other peripherals that we see, again, the four six six forty, not great. He's not a big guy. 15 reps on the bench press, 35-inch vertical, 9-foot, nine 9-inch nine broad jump, 7.32. You know, his cone shuttle... Are all his cones actually in the 30th percentile among running backs? The 7.32 shuttle 4.4. That's 50th percentile. Spark score of 106, which is in the 50th percentile. So again, they're just listening to that part of Devin Singletary, just the profile. You're thinking, okay, what's so impressive about this guy? Well, let me tell you, he has an unreal motor. An unreal motor. And the change of direction 
you know, out of dead stop is is, is extremely impressive. Some of the best I've seen is it's almost kind of like LaShawn McCoy a little bit, right? Talk about running with a chip on your shoulder. I don't think that there's a guy that I've seen that runs with more desire, that runs with, again, a bigger chip on his shoulder. He's always falling forward. I think he's a real threat in the open field. He shows a unique ability to make multiple defenders miss with a an extremely elusive running style. I, again, I harp on LaShawn McCoy a little bit. They're not they're not the same. They're really not. They're not they're not identical running backs by any means. Um, you know, whether we talk about measurables, whether we talk about um, you know, s- s- times and things like that and and ceilings, I don't I don't know if Devin Singletary's ceiling is anywhere near LaShawn McCoy, but it's similar in in the sense of just elusiveness. But at the same time, for a guy of his size, he's not afraid to lower his shoulder and run through defenders. I think he hits the hole quickly, and that goes back to that 10-yard split and really just instinct. I think this guy is just a natural athlete. That's the first thing that popped into my mind when I saw him, actually, was he is a better athlete than what the combine would suggest, and he has just a knack. I wrote down he has a knack as a true athlete. So when he's in the open field, when he gets to the second and third levels, it's just, you know, you can just tell this guy is extremely comfortable with a football in his hands. He's just he's a football player. He's an athlete. I don't know his background, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was a multi-sport athlete. Um, I think he has excellent vision. Some of the best that I've seen. Very good balance. I wrote down Alvin Kamara in terms of balance. Now you're, you know, you're probably thinking here, okay, Alvin Kamara, LaShawn McCoy, is this the number one running back off the board? Like, what are we missing here? Um... I'll get into that a little bit. Routinely breaks tackles. You know, he makes the first man miss more times than not. And I was, you look, I was impressed with this tape and I was watching him against some, you know, some lower competition, Louisiana Tech. I was watching him against um, a couple other, you know, small schools. And I was thinking, okay, well, you know, okay, the competition, whatever. And then I watched them play Oklahoma, and I realized that Oklahoma's defense was not very good this year, but they're still a Power 5 conference team and one of the best teams in the nation. I mean, they made the national championship game. I was That's where I was really impressed with. It is, that's when it, was, it really kind of rang with me was, okay, this guy's for real. You know, he's, he's routinely breaking tackles against, you know, all these Oklahoma defenders. You can't bring him down. The first man doesn't bring him down. He just doesn't. Um, he makes him the first man miss, you know, many more times than not. Again, I think it just it goes back to running with a lot of desire. I, he has a chip on his shoulder. It's clear. It's clear. I, I mean, this is a guy who's probably been overlooked because of his size. He plays at Florida Atlantic. But I'm telling you, don't sleep on Devin Singletary. This is a guy, maybe my favorite player, not not from a, terms of ceiling or terms of pure talent. But this is one of my favorite players that I've seen, if not my favorite player that I've seen on tape so far. Now, I talked about what's going to hold him back. The The biggest thing here, and, and I, I mentioned the Oklahoma tape, but will everything stand up against NFL competition? I think that's the, the, the number one question that we have is, you know, the competition that he played at Florida Atlantic against at Florida Atlantic is not going to be what we see, what he sees in the NFL. So, can he stand up to it? Is the bottom line. Can he stand up to it? 
I think he will. I do. I think he's going to carve out a role. Originally, I thought he was a niche player. Six to eight carries a game, would find a role in an offense. I'm not so sure. I think he starts off as that, whereas I think Miles Sanders is a a three-down back. Um, Again, kind of like Lamar Miller almost right away in his career, maybe, maybe year two. I think that... You know, Devin Singletary probably spends two years in kind of a niche role, and then we see. I, I I really do think he has the ability to develop into almost a three down player, a guy who's going to touch the ball, you know, fifteen times a game, a little bit like Marlon Mack, not quite that athletic, but look, there there's just there's a lot of things to like here. When he gets in the open field, I'm telling you, uh, there there's not many guys who can match his just knack for making plays as an athlete um, with vision, with really good balance, with desire to run through guys, with desire to break tackles. Um, He's a tough guy. He's a really tough guy. I'm excited about Devin Singletary. When I come out with my running back rankings, I think you're going to be a little bit surprised about where I have him. And if I can get him on my team, man, I'm excited to have a guy like this on my dynasty team. He is he's exciting. He's very very exciting even though when you look at that 46640, you wouldn't think so, but I'm telling you it's um it, that's not the whole story with Devin Singletary. So really good stuff there. Now let's talk about our third and final guy and this might be the best of the three. <laughs> I I know you're probably thinking how do you follow up by talking up a guy so highly like Devin Singletary and then say, "Oh, he's not even the best of the three. Well, David Montgomery out of Iowa State brings everything to the table, the total package, 5'10", 222 pounds. He's a big back, 9 and a quarter inch hands, 31 and a half inch arms, 4'6", 340. Again, nothing impressive there, but that's not a huge concern at the running back position, not for me at least. I don't care about that as much. If you're running a 4'6", um, you know, b- big whoop. You know, can, can you do the things? Everything that you're going to be asked to do is in a short space for the most point anyway. Anyway, um, you know, a lot of these guys there, they're going to be in the open field that often. They're going to be asked to, you know, run away from corners and safeties on every single play. A lot of what these guys do is in short space. And um, I'll tell you why Devin, or David Montgomery, excuse me, is another guy who excels there as well. 1.55 10 yard split, slightly above average, 15 reps on the bench press, 28 and a half inch vertical. That was the worst among 2019 running backs. So whatever, something went wrong there with David Montgomery in the vert. 121 inch broad, which is slightly above average. So, you know, again, kind of like um, the last two guys, there's nothing, it's a little bit similar to Miles Sanders. There's really nothing that blows you away from an athletic standpoint. But when you put on the tape with David Montgomery, you'll see quickly what makes him so special The first thing is he uses a stiff arm very well. I think he has a lethal stiff arm, actually. I think he, um, you know, has a real knack more so than the last two guys. When he squares somebody up and he actually breaks guys down, um, if he gets you to stop your feet as a defender, you're not going to tackle him. You're just not. You're not going to tackle him with an arm tackle. Miles Sanders does the same thing. Devin Singletary does the same thing. But I didn't see quite those guys do what David Montgomery did in terms of bouncing, you know, making breaking down a defender, squaring him up, making him 
look foolish on an arm tackle and then bouncing it out to the outside. Really, he uses that stiff arm too to just kind of throw guys down to the ground is what I saw. Um, I think he's in a, this is the one thing that he'll bring to the game too, to the NFL level, is he's an above average pass catcher. I thought he was used pretty, pretty heavily in those situations in college, 71 career receptions in 37 games. He has excellent balance, very, very good balance, um, as good as anybody in this class from what I've seen so far. At best, when you know, again, I mentioned this, at, he's at best when he's squaring up a defender and then he's using his lateral quickness to bounce to the boundary. You know, he accelerates out of standstill, uh, you know, out of standstill really effortlessly. I mean, talk about, again, breaking down a guy and then boom, just get, you know, picking it up to the next gear and bouncing it outside. It doesn't look like he's moving very fast, but he, you know, he's definitely got some wiggle to him. Um, for a guy who's 220 plus pounds, I think he moves very, very smoothly. Um, you know, he's a natural runner. He's got a very good blend of power and agility, a little bit like Miles Sanders. I think they're very similar in that sense is they can bring that, you know, run behind the pads, you know, roll you, roll you over easily, or they can really make you miss. They can set you up with a hard cut, one plant in the ground and get around you. Um, very impressive from both angles there. He breaks a ton of tackles. You know, he's a, he's elusive. He's he's got a kind of a um, you know, he's very deceptive given his body type. Um I thought I saw a little bit of Ryan Matthews in him a little bit, but um you know, I think there's some other tendencies as well. I think you see a little bit of a Devontae Freeman, a little bit of a Ray Rice in him. The one thing that does concern me, I do think that he bounces it to the boundary too often. Miles Sanders was uh, kind of the same way. I don't mean to make so many comparisons between the two, but they, they're not a completely similar running style, but they do some of the same things um, on tape. But but David Montgomery really does seem to bounce it, want to really bounce it to the boundary a lot. Um, there were a couple times where he could have put his head down, get up inside, um, you know, on a stretch run, cut back up inside, and he didn't do it. I thought he should have. But overall... Um, Look, as much as I love Devin Singletary, I do like Miles Sanders, but right now David Montgomery out of those three I think actually has the chance to come in right away and be a starter, be an impact starter right away. I think Devin Singletary's ceiling is pretty high as well. I think Miles Sanders, I think we know what we're going to get with him. I think he's a Lamar Miller type again. David Montgomery has a chance to be even better than that. I think he has a chance to be a full three, you know, a three down back. I think he has the opportunity to be the best back in this class from what I've seen so far on tape. Again, we have some more guys to look at, which I have looked at briefly, but but not in depth enough to uh, you know, do a podcast like this yet. But David Montgomery, very, very impressive. Another guy that I think you'd be happy with. I think, again, the one thing to, to keep in mind here, from day one, David Montgomery has the best chance to be a three-down running back over the other two guys. Um Miles Sanders would be next in that category. I think Devin Singletary is third, just adjusting to the, the the competition. But you can't underestimate the chip on that guy's shoulder. I mean, it would not surprise me one bit if he came in and did big things right off the bat. So right now, David Montgomery won for me. Devin Singletary, two, and Miles Sanders, three. I'll have a complete list of rankings as we go here, and we will reevaluate a little bit and shuffle things around. 
but really impressive with David Montgomery, Devin Singletary out of Florida Atlantic, Miles Sanders out of Penn State. Uh, wow. I mean, for a class that's not supposed to be that strong, I thought all three of these guys were very good. So all three I think you could be happy with getting in your rookie drafts, getting on your dynasty teams. I think they're all going to be good players at the next level. Um, and we'll see what the next the next group of running backs has in store for us. So um, that's all I have to, on today's podcast, everybody. Again, look for that second part of our running back uh, film room series tomorrow, Wednesday. And uh, enjoy your Tuesday, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye.